Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 113 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Expelliarmus. This is Chris. So I was thinking, what do you think are the most popular Harry Potter spells? How are you defining popular? Like most used? Like if you were to go up to someone on the street and say, what's a spell from Harry Potter? Uh, ooh, good question. Um... They, I think Expelliarmus is, is up there. I think Expelliarmus is up there I also. Think, I think Lumos, probably. Okay. I didn't actually Maybe think of that one. Maybe Avada Kedavra. I did think Pot- of that one. Potentially mispronounced to be like Avada Kedavra or something. Right, yes. I remember oh. when I first read the book, I thought like... It's spelled it, weird, right? It doesn't... It's Avada Kedavra, yeah. Something like that, right? Right, exactly. Another sure. one I was thinking of is Expecto Patronum. Oh, good, good point. Expecto Patronum. I think yeah. Petrificus Trototalis maybe Possibly. makes the top 10 list. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're the ones that are coming to me off the top of my head. Maybe when this is all over, we can go and talk to people on the street and uh Oh, and we could them. do like a live study. Yeah. And find out what actually is. Maybe Billy on the street could do an episode with Daniel Rackle. We'll send too. that into him. Great suggestion. <laughs> go asking people what, what is uh, the, the most popular Harry Potter spells. Perfect. Yeah, I like Sir, it. Sir, for a dollar, <laughs> can you tell me what Petrificus Dallas does? And the guy just walks away. I was watching one recently, and it was with Emma Stone. And uh, this one guy was like, oh, my God, I loved you in the Harry Potter movies. And then oh. and then Billy Eichner was like, that's Emma Watson. And then stormed <laughs> off. That show is really funny. If you haven't checked that out, definitely check on uh, Billy on the Street. I think it's on Netflix, some of it, on YouTube. I think so. Yeah, I definitely watched it on a streaming site. It's like all over. You, you can You can find it wherever. Uh, Chris, we have a, uh, background, a fictional background to give for let's, a non-fictional review. Let's do it. I love it. All right. You want me to pull the review up or do you have it already? Uh, I do have it if you want me to read it. Uh, sure. Okay. So, uh, this review comes from listener gosh underscore J M. It could be pronounced Josh. I just want to say it could be pronounced Josh. So it's, 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 it's gosh, G O S H underscore J letter M. Uh, and the title is my favorite podcast, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And the review reads, this is my favorite podcast. My favorite episodes are baby Yoda versus baby group, Captain Crunch versus Lucky Charms. This is a great podcast to listen to during lockdown. Please do more Marvel fights and keep up the good work. Five stars. That was a that was a very very nice review. Very nice, thank you. Uh, gosh I, underscore J M or Josh or Josh. Uh, I really uh, appreciate you taking the time. Or Gosh or Gosh or Josh. <laughs> All the different uh, permutations that we can. I just have feel of it. bad mispronouncing people's names. Yeah, that's true. If we if we mispronounce it, we apologize. We're not doing it on purpose. Um, so so there's actually a lot of hints. I feel like you, you picked up on a lot yeah, more you, of them. You than I fully did. unleashed me to do this fictional <laughs> review background. And 
Uh, I felt good. I felt like the old days when I used to nail them. Like when I got everyone, I got that one guy who was a robot. Or the one person who uh, was uh, their data was breached during the Equifax. Uh... Yeah. So yeah. I, that's how I, that's how confident I feel about this review. Um, so here here are the clues that I gather. One likes a ba- episode involving babies. Okay. Two likes an episode involving cereal. Mm-hmm. Three likes Marvel. And I thought, how can those things go together? Which person would like all three of those things? Um, and then there was one other part of the clue that kind of started me down the path, and it was his name. Uh, oh, gosh. gosh underscore underscore G- J- J-M. J-M. Yes. J.M. got me thinking, that could be for Jamaica. Right. Maybe he has some Jamaican pride, and he put it in his name, rep in Jamaica. That is the domain. Uh, .jm, .jm is, is a Jamaican, Jamaican domain. domain. Yes. Top-level domain. So I thought, well, could this be one of the most famous Jamaicans that I know of? Usain Bolt. Oh, uh, yeah. So I started doing some research, and I think it fits. One, Usain Bolt just had a baby. Like a month ago. So, uh, May 17th. So, so he has babies on his mind. Two months ago. Uh, yeah, I don't know when this episode is going to come out. So you can say any date you want and pretend we're right. <laughs> Back in May. We'll just be like, as of the date of this recording, whatever Steve said is the correct exactly. number. Uh, she has a really cool name, too. Very cool name. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you do the honors. Uh, Olympia Lightning Bolt. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, man. I'm, I, that's such a good use of his last name being Bolt. And it's great that he's like the fastest man in the world. That, that just, It's just perfect. It, it fits on multiple levels. Exactly, yes. Um, so, so that's where you get the baby episode. So that's why he's interested in the babies. Yes. Two is a serial-based episode. Oh, man. What was I? What was my crazy uh, thing for this? Is was it Wheaties? Uh, we were thinking uh, athlete so on Wheaties he boxes. Probably, yeah. So I was thinking, oh, maybe he has a favorite cereal. Oh. Mm, no I, dice. I Let remember, me down the wrong path. I remember where we went with this. So he liked the Captain Crunch episode. Oh, I actually have two theories for, okay. for why this serial episode. Okay. You, can you can you share the Captain Crunch theory? Yeah, sure. So uh, we were thinking, okay, he likes Captain Crunch, uh, and he also liked the when he was fighting with uh, Lucky Charms. So we looked to see if there's any relationship with Usain Bolt in Ireland or anything like that, and nothing nothing really too uh, too too good there. But we did find out that he has a yacht, so he is a captain. Mm-hmm. He... So he must really enjoy the Captain Crunch episode because he can relate to all of the uh navigational troubles mm-hmm. that Captain Definitely. Crunch goes through on sure. the on the on the milk of uh the those well documented Captain Crunch doc, uh <laughs> navigational troubles. Alternate theory. So we were also thinking, well maybe Captain Crunch has been on a Wheaties I'm sorry, maybe Usain Bolt's been on a Wheaties box. <laughs> Captain Crunch is on a Wheaties box. But it looks to me like he never has. From what we can see, we haven't seen anything so that shows that he potentially, was potentially it it maybe it um kind of consumes a lot of his thoughts like why am i never on a wheaties box when can i be on the wheaties box what's wheaties issue with me is it something i don't know so he just has cereal kind of in his subconscious which drew him to our cereal episode and then three i think this person likes marvel because i asked for more marvel fights probably because he because he wants us to do a quicksilver episode marvel's speed guy marvel speed guy exactly so this is usain bolt i think usain bolt left us a five-star review it was very nice and it it all fits with him as a person, new father, fast, quicksilver, <laughs> loves Marvel, and, and uh, subconsciously thinks of cereal or captaining of a boat. Exactly. Boom. Perfect. Right there. Usain Bolt, A, thank you so much for listening to our show. B, thank you so much for leaving us a review. C, if you're not Usain Bolt, 
let us know who you are. I'd be well, very I mean, curious. you don't have to let us know. That's you can keep that oh, personal. Yeah, you, you can keep that personal. But I mean, I would say D. If you are Usain Bolt, thanks for inspiring like people watching you. Like you're so fast. Oh my god, it's so fun yeah. to watch him run. It, I remember during the 2012 Olympics, there was this one guy who was like catching up to him. I think it was one of his friends. And he was like in the middle of the race, like looking over his shoulder and smiling, like, you're not going to catch me. It looks but... like he wasn't even fully giving 100% no, when he runs. I don't think he's kind of like Dash, I feel like, in The Incredibles. <laughs> he's when holding he does back. This race, he's like holding back. Do you think maybe he is an actual superhero who has to hold back a little bit so he can not be totally outed as a superhuman? Maybe. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be super deep. Others, if there are other superheroes, they're probably mad at him. They're like, dude, you, you, you're, you're like you're barely you're holding back. Out. It's like Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps is yeah, probably he's Aquaman. probably the Aquaman guy. And he's like, well, I can swim a little faster. I think we're coming up with some good episodes. We could do a Quicksilver versus uh, yeah, or Usain we could do Bolt. what human is really a superhero. I like that, and then put them in an Olympics. Sure, I like it. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. So, uh, Josh underscore JM, we really appreciate you, uh, taking the time to leave us a review. Uh, remember if you want to have a fictional background, uh, read live on our show, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Like I mentioned in our previous episode, if you live outside the United States and you leave us a review, sometimes it doesn't come up. So if you do leave us a review, uh, email it to me also, just so that way we know. So that way you can also get a review in. Uh, so Chris, uh, we also have some poll results to go over. If you remember uh, in our previous episode, in honor of this thing going around called COVID. I think it's COVID. COVID. I think. COVID. One COVID. Of yeah, one, one of those things. I don't know if any of the letters might be silent. Uh, maybe. We're all stuck inside. And uh, we're all practicing, hopefully, social distancing and mask wearing. And in honor of that and uh, everything going on in the world, we did Who Would Win Social Distancing? So not in honor of it. Well. Just because, because of it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we did, uh, Carl Fredrickson versus Mark Watney from, uh, the Martian and Carl Fredrickson from the movie up. And as of right now, uh, Mark Watney is winning 83.3% of the vote to Carl Fredrickson, 16.7% of the vote. Uh, that's BS, man. I think the viewers <laughs> got this one wrong. The viewers? The listeners. Uh, there we go. Uh, Hey, you can't just go to a different planet every time a <laughs> virus breaks out. So in, in, inconvenient. Or go to South America every time a virus breaks out. Well, you can do that. That's that's humanly possible. <laughs> Didn't they just uh, launch like a couple of days ago? Uh, I think SpaceX had launched. Yeah, to go to Mars. Uh, oh, I don't know. I thought maybe I, I thought I saw that on Reddit. Uh, hey, so maybe maybe these people are listening to our episode. And like, oh, these guys got it right. We we got it. We got to get out of here. This is not the place we want to stay right now. Uh, so if you have not listened to that episode, please feel free to go back and listen to that. The polls are always changing. Uh, they are not set in stone. Uh, you can go to www.hoodwincast.com slash vote, uh, to vote for any episode. You'll see all the thumbnails from all of our previous episodes on there. You can also click uh, the link in the show notes description where it will also take you there if you would like as well. Uh, one thing, Chris, I want to add before we get started with today. Uh, so this month of August, we're just going to do something a little different. We've done it in the past. But we haven't done it for a while. This month is going to be our listener appreciation month. And every episode this month is going to come from you, the listeners. Uh, none of them are going to be any of the ones that Chris and I uh, come up with on our own when we're just uh, shooting the breeze, thinking of things to talk about. Uh, so uh, we have a list already of a lot of suggestions that fans have sent in however they are not set in stone uh some may be a little more uh in depth or provide a little more information regarding the competitions than some others may 
Uh, so please feel free to message us, email us, uh, direct message us, tweet at us, put on our Facebook wall, post on Instagram, tag us your ideas for any matchups that you would like to see for the month of August. And today's episode is going to be the first of those episodes suggested by a fan. Chris, is there anything else you want to add before we get started today? Oh, yeah, I was going to say that this was going to be a listener appreciation episode, but you took it, so I don't have anything to say. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, you know, I'm looking at the script right here, and it does say Chris. I think I just got carried away. I apologize. It's fine. You're the host. (laughs) No, we're the co-host, Chris. Is that what it says officially on our... Uh, That's what it uh, says on our website. What's our wiki say? I don't think the wiki... There's not a Who Would Win Wikipedia page? Not yet. Uh, I'm going to make it and make myself the host then. (laughs) (laughs) Get ahead of the game while you can. All right. So uh, please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can send us an email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com and consider checking out our website, www.whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on iTunes so it helps us spread the word about our show and you will get a shout out read live on our show. Chris, what are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about two monsters. Yeah, but I, um, I'd say both are terrifying. I agree. Yeah. One is the Demogorgon. Mm-hmm. The other is a Dementor. Yes, two uh, very scary um, fictional monsters from pop culture. And uh, this episode is suggested by a listener that left us a review on iTunes, and that listener is Darth Vader Lover. I don't know if you remember us doing a, uh, a fictional did, background. We thought a lot about who would love Darth Vader. I think we ended up going with this was Natalie Portman. Oh, the actual Natalie Portman? I think it was. It was either Natalie Portman or Padme. I think we were kind of tied between the two of them. Uh, so anyway, so Darth Vader Lover uh, is the fan who suggested this episode uh, for our Listener Appreciation Month. So thank you very much, Darth Vader Lover, for suggesting this. And uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. little background kind of and how it drew from Dungeons & Dragons a little bit. And then also doing the Dementor from the Harry Potter franchise, both film and uh, novels. So Chris, which of the two are you going to be going after? I will be... Uh arguing the case for the demogorgon okay uh like steve mentioned um if you've seen the tv series stranger things you probably know the demogorgon unless you like skipped off season one or have a bad memory or also skip season two because then you have the demodogs oh and then there were demogorgons again in season three so actually if you you should know what a demogorgon <laughs> is if you've seen stranger things yeah. i forgot yeah if you're like but if you're like what this the season one is the fully capable adult demogorgon as far as we know adult yeah, demogorgon so that is my my general character but uh i did also since they named it after a D dungeons and dragons monster i did some research on that compare and contrast made my venn diagram i'll give you guys my report so you can learn about the demogorgon everything you want to know about demogorgons both from stranger things and D. so the kids in stranger things they play dungeons and dragons they're like stereotype, like '80s nerds. Yeah, they're cool kids. They're yeah. awesome. I'd be friends with them. Absolutely. I wish I'd be lucky to be friends with them. Oh, anyway, yeah. uh, so I think in maybe the first episode, actually, they're playing a session. They they reach like some monsters' evil lair. I think it's uh, not Will. Um, Mike. Okay. Mike's the dungeon master. He 
plunks down a character on the uh, on the table on their grid and says, the Demogorgon, and all the kids are scared. They're like, oh, no, it's the Demogorgon. Right, and it looks nothing like what we eventually see with the Demogorgon, too. That's true. So the, the appearance-wise of the Stranger Things Demogorgon has some similarities, but not a ton to the Dungeons & Dragons uh, Demogorgon. So I'll go right into that first. Okay. So you've seen Stranger Things. You know that. It's a, it's a, really, it's a humanoid, arms and legs, mm-hmm. uh, kind of long arms and legs monster tall maybe i don't know what would you ballpark that like eight feet taller say, taller than a man but not like insanely tall i'd say i'd say eight feet i think that's fair sure eight feet, yeah fairly skinny but not like not not like skinny like and it's not like jacked but it it, it has it, meat on the bones it has, yeah but not a ton no like especially for its physical strength it's not like super muscular right so it's actually theorized that it might be enhancing its physical strength with its telekinesis but i'll get into that yeah um so the the big thing about the Demogorgon, his he has like a weird head. It kind of opens up head. like a like flower petals. Yes, and there's a ton of teeth. It just so looks many. very scary in there's there. There's no eyes, right? I, as I don't far think as I don't so. See. No, yeah. So just a super gross, weird looking head. So um, the Demogorgon of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Is taller. It's actually uh, 18 feet tall. Oh, so it's, it's huge. It's giant compared, it's a, to, compared it's a, to this. It's a demon. It's actually a very powerful demon. It's from a... So in the world of Dungeons & Dragons, the kind of the... There are different planes, similar to actually the, some of the Stranger Things ideas. So the, the main plane that humans and generally you live on is the uh, material plane. Okay. So the Demogorgon of Dungeons & Dragons is from a different plane. The I want to say the Abyssal Plane off the top of my head. I don't remember. So there, I think there's another plane called the Abyssal Plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that's where demons are from. It has different layers. The different layers have different characteristics, and it's from like a really depressing one with like just like dark and gloomy all the time. But he, so he's 18 feet tall. He has he has two heads, two baboon heads. Yeah, that that doesn't sound so, like Stranger <laughs> Things at all. So each of the heads actually has their own personality, and sometimes they they don't. Oh, they're kind of they, they're, they're competitive. Other, yeah. yeah. Um. But so some of the similarities, though, are are a, a telekinetic abilities mm-hmm. and the ability to travel between planes, just like you upside down in the exactly. So side the up. parallel and Stranger Thing is there's. Do they even have a name for their regular world? Their prime world. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know what know. They, if they call it something, but the they upside call it down the, the right side up. I don't know. Sure, yeah. the right side up. They call the kind of parallel dimension the upside down. And that's where the Demogorgon's from. Uh, he's able to travel once Eleven uh, makes contact with him in her um, kind of. She like opens a portal, in her yeah right? so basically she she travels i don't know how if there's ever like a scientific explanation but she has a, some psychic abilities mm-hmm. she can travel to kind of somewhat alternate planes of existence where she can kind of spy on people yes and they're using yes. her as a spy tool right or train, training her to be yeah, to go against the soviets but she also encounters this monster one day and it's intriguing for the scientists they're like cool what is monster. this can we can we harness its powers yeah. and classic evil evil scientist stuff and they're like, go touch it. I don't know if they said that. But <laughs> she goes up to it. Insinuated. And, and it sees her. And then it is now able to travel to the, their, right side up. the right side up in their town where it wreaks havoc, kidnapping people. Killing people. Eating animals. Right. Uh, killing Barb. Yeah. R.I.P. Barb. Is, yeah. Justice for Barb. I didn't want to not mention. I didn't want to forget to mention that. No, you have to, you have to mention Barb. Um, so that's basically the Demogorgon background. Okay. Do you want to give some background on your character, and then we can uh, start the yeah. start the fight? Yeah, proper. absolutely, sure. So uh, I'm going with uh, the Dementor uh, from the Harry Potter franchise. 
the Dementors are the guards of the wizard prison Azkaban. They're introduced first in the third novel and the third film, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, where they are these cloaked figures that uh, wear hoods completely covering their face. You can only see uh, their mouths, but only if you get really close up to them in which they do their uh, infamous Dementors kiss, which is where they come near you and they suck the soul out of you. Dementors are known for being basically like, uh, I guess like buzzkills in a way. Like they, <laughs> they just are like put it like a, a real, uh, you know. They just make you really sad. Yeah, they make you really sad. They just make... Uh, you know, everything not enjoyable. They're they're kind of like the personification of depression, and I'll get into that a little more later on with the fun facts. Um, so in that in that book in that book and in that movie, they have to uh, go and try to find the prisoner that escaped from Azkaban. So they go to the Hogwarts because they're thinking that he's going to go to Hogwarts. Uh, so our main characters interact with him, and they appear later on in the books. They appear in book number five, Order of the Phoenix, and uh, six and seven, Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows as well. They start off at first being controlled by the Ministry of Magic to uh, control this this prison. And eventually uh, they turn, basically, on the Ministry. And not really turn, because the Ministry gets taken over by Voldemort, so they just kind of stay with the ministry, but now it's been taken over by, uh, by Voldemort. Uh, so yeah. And like, like I said, they're, they're these cloaked figures. They're, they're different than they are in the movies than the books. So I'm going to focus on the movies from our argument as to what they can do. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, uh, Quick summary, the background, the Dementors. Um, what are the differences? I didn't even know they were different. Uh, so I was going to say that for my fun facts. So I could, oh, do that. Sorry. I, I could do that now if you want. Or uh, Yeah, I guess everyone wondering will have to wait till the end now. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, keep, them, we'll keep them listening. Um, one thing I do want to add that I completely forgot about is, uh, so the in-universe canon as to where they came from, there was this island in the North Sea where there was this uh, that, that that wasn't on any map. It wasn't on a Muggle map. It wasn't on a wizard map or anything like that. And there was this dark wizard called Ecrisdis. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. I apologize. He's and probably not listening, Steve. He, I mean, I, if he is, <laughs> welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, and so, so he did all this dark magic, and he constructed a fortress on the island, which lured muggle sailors to that uh, island. They would crash there, and then he would take the sailors, and he would torture them. And eventually, he died. And one day, the Ministry of Magic or some wizards discovered this island, and they found all of these just dark Dementors living on the island. So it's not, it's not really known if he created the Dementors or if they were living there already. Uh, but when the Ministry of Magic discovered all these Dementors on the island, they were like, we're just going to leave you <laughs> there. We don't want to mess with you. We don't want you to come out or anything like that. And they decided to use them basically as prison guards because that's what they do. Um, and they feed on people's emotions uh, to really just put the prisoners down uh, to to keep their morale down. And it's just so like they a really... don't focus on rehabilitation at all. Not at all. No, it's like pure punishment. Completely. Yeah. Whatsoever. Um, and in the book, uh, Sirius is able to escape because he's an anime guy. So he can transform into a dog and he gets out of there and he was able to stay uh, happy because he knew that he was innocent. Whereas the other people who are in there for the most part are guilty. So they're like, yeah, I uh, maybe I deserve what's what's going on to me right now. 
But um, yeah, so there's there's a ton of things with with the Dementors. Um, for example, like when when a Dementor comes near a a cold sensation tends to overtake the area. And that's another difference that I'll get into later on. Stay tuned uh, between the book and the films, because there is a little difference as to what that means uh, entirely. But I think, I think most people would, would know uh, basically the idea of a Dementor though. Yeah. Pretty Harry Potter was like pretty big enough that you probably like know something about a Dementor. If you, you didn't you read prob- the books, you've probably seen what they look like. Yeah. They're very, they look very similar to ring rates from Lord of the Rings. Um, just that cloaked, scaly fingers. You, they're just kind of well, scary. Didn't the ring wraiths have, like, legs? Uh, yeah, they did. Did Dementors have legs? So that I don't know if they have legs because in the – so in the in the movies – spoiler, I, I'm going to – I'm going to – one of my <laughs> fun facts. In the movies, they can fly. Like, they can full-on fly. Yeah, they were, like, flying around the Quidditch they're match. They're flying around the Quidditch match, exactly. In the books, they can only float. They can only well, like. Well, I mean, one man's float is another man's fly. You know, I mean, it depends on the wind and the humidity, uh, how much of a running start you get. Because <laughs> that's true. So, I guess in the books, your 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 example, uh, it's more of like a glide over the land. Um, so that's that's one difference between uh, the two of them. So I'm going to use the argument since I'm using the movie ones that they can like full on fly oh. uh, like like they can. So so going back to your question about legs. So I don't think they have any legs. It didn't look like it. No, because like later on in the in the movies when when they look because they look different as they go through the ones in, in Prisoner of Azkaban look completely different when the ones later on in the movies because the ones in Prisoner of Azkaban, they have cloaks that completely kind of cover where their legs would be. But in order or like order the phoenix and especially deathly hallows um you can clearly see through like their cloak where it's floating and you don't see like any body or anything so it gets to the point where all they are are just like a head and and arms with with no legs so yeah no legs no legs from our dementors so that's what i'm going to be going with today for our battle dementor versus demogorgon all right chris so we see each other we got beef we're not happy with one another I don't think we're happy with anybody, really. I mean, both of our characters. So, this is really interesting that you're you're saying this because this at first it just seems like two. It seems like it could be a good fight. Two similar dark evil beings, pretty powerful in different ways. Yeah, but the more I think about it, the more I think this is like either a fight to a stalemate or like a war of attrition between them. Because because here's the thing, I did a lot of research on this, and uh, it, it seems like from canon, Dementors cannot be killed. They can no. only be no. They can be dispersed. They can be dispersed through the Patronus charm. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I mean, I don't know. I don't think the dement. The, sorry, the Demogorgon has any kind of special ability that is like unfathomably different from the Harry Potter universe that could kill them. Okay, but I also don't think you, the Dementor, could hurt me. See, I was I was thinking the exact same thing. Also, it's 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 going to be very tough because the Dementor can really only cause damage through one method, which is the Dementor's Kiss. Mm-hmm. And something that I was trying to wrap my mind around a little bit, and I was reading some Harry Potter canon, is it got me thinking, like, do do all beings have a soul? Both good and bad. Oh, this is getting very deep. Yeah. Before you go too far down this really deep path, okay. the other way you could cause damage is, mm-hmm. like, psychologically, by just being near someone you kind of like take the happiness out of them you take you feel negative emotion right but i don't the demogorgon you have no positive exactly you have no positive emotion whatsoever right 
So I can't. I, that, that's that's the, that's the first thing I was thinking of going into this fight. That where the the Dementor is not going to be able to play the psychological game. Not going to be yeah. able to suck out any happiness from a Demogorgon because a Demogorgon doesn't seem like it has they, any happiness. They're kind of seem like a mindless like hunter. They were compared to a couple animals in Stranger Things. Like a, I think Nancy compared them to a bear. Okay. Someone else might have said they just were like coyotes, like kind of just hunting. Right. Their prey. Just, just go. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you would definitely be wanting to go after a Dementor if that's like your prey. I think they'd probably go after. I think he goes after whatever. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't discriminate with what he's going after at all. So, going back to my other question though, is do all beings have a soul, both good and bad? Do you think? So is that is that how is that what the the, the Dementor's kiss does? Like canon wise, it it sucks the soul. It sucks the soul out of you. Yeah. Now, and I and I will I will surrender this point there in the books it doesn't seem like they suck the souls out of animals like when Sirius Black was in Azkaban and he transformed into the dog and he was trying to escape and he did escape they didn't try to suck the soul out of that animal so with that canon it wouldn't really make sense for a Dementor to suck a soul out of a Demogorgon perhaps but would it be possible to say that you the the fact that you have a soul if you do if you agree that a demogorgon has a soul i don't think they do you don't think it has a soul i don't know i i don't know either that that's i just thought that'd be a really interesting question like like do you think animals have souls uh no just like regular animals like 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 cats dogs bears or anything i mean it's your opinion no i don't you don't think okay that's that's totally fine so so i wasn't sure so i mean if like a if a if a demogorgon had some sort of a soul and the Dementor has the ability to suck a soul out, would it be possible for them to suck the soul out of a Demogorgon? But then at the same time, like you brought up, it's not a positive soul. It's not a good soul. And like, if just it were practically, how would you even do it? Well, the Dementor has to do the kiss and that would not be something that the Dementor, I feel like would want to kiss. Like, does a Dementor have like a physical form to their body? Um, or are you just like ethereal? Like, are you just like made of like mist? I think it's it's ethereal. I uh, in the book they say the only people who get to see what a dementor look like are the people who are getting the dementor's kiss. So nobody has actually really seen and lived to tell the tale of what hmm. a dementor actually looks like. In the in the movies they completely throw that logic out the window because they just completely show what they look like and we'll we can get to that later on. But I'm just wondering, so one thing a demogorgon has that doesn't really exist in Harry Potter universe is basically superhuman strength. Yeah. So, like, could they just whack you in the head? Could he, like, eat you with his giant flower head? I don't even know what would happen to a Dementor. Because there are equally powerful magical spells in the Harry Potter world that could do similar things. Like, apply an extreme amount of force or extreme amount of, like, cuts. And obviously, I'm sh- they don't seem to work on, on Demogorgons. If, I think J.K. Rowling confirmed that even, like, you can't Avada Kedavra... Uh, a dementor. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, because they're they're not alive, nor are they dead. There's really no. I don't. Like I said, I don't. Like besides that little introduction, I talked about the canon where they were just kind of on this this island, right? Which and I believe probably J.K. Rowling tweeted out. She probably time. tweeted out on it, or <laughs> she put it on her website, Pottermore, which. I don't know how many people read it, but it seems like she's dropping really important canon things oh, yeah. on there. She, uh, she changes canon all the time. Well, not it, changes, or adds to she it. She adds to it, but 
kind of changes uh it retcons some things yeah, I know she's, yeah and she adds some things that people don't like when she add like before there were toilets like they would just poop around the school and just make it disappear we're like, we don't need to know that we don't need to know that like okay we assumed at one point in hogwarts there was no toilets but why didn't they just have like an outhouse like we know that like <laughs> indoor plumbing didn't always exist like they did something but, but they really make it seem like though that indoor plumbing was always at hogwarts because they had that basilisk like going around You're the right. school that was integrated that was in, that like was in the very, beginning yeah the of, builders right. had to know about that right exactly unless salazar like retconned or i'm sorry retrofitted all of that stuff into a bathroom <laughs> later on <laughs> he like left in his diary all right listen when do you guys figure out this plumbing thing i yeah. can't crack i have it. a great idea great idea to let a snake loose around the school to kill the mudbloods here are some other things that uh, a demogorgon can do that would help in a, in almost every fight, but potentially still be useless against uh, a dementor. A dementor. Okay. So they can travel between dimensions. Yep. Which they which it uses in Stranger Things to like basically sneak up on people. It's how it gets Will in the beginning. Like Will is locked in the shed, mm-hmm. and it basically just like pops right in behind him. Um. So I, I it's f- somewhat easy for a demogorgon to like sneak up on someone or take them by surprise, especially a being that can't travel between dimensions right so like that's extremely useful do you think a demogorgon would be able to bring so a dementor that, into that the upside is down the one argument i was potentially going to make for like i don't think I've, i could kill you but i could potentially take you to an alternate dimension where maybe you were powerless okay like maybe the the negativeness of the upside down basically just makes you like block you, yeah like it makes you sad it's like you're reversed you only you have to feed on emotion and there's none okay so maybe that like just makes you like nothing i don't know right that, that's kind of that's kind of my best bet because I, I have the strength like i said but i i don't think that's you know anything super useful on a dementor uh some level of telekinetic powers because they show it op- telekinetically opening a door mm-hmm. i think near the end at will's house i think i i forget if that's i forget exactly that the scene but i think it telekinetically turns a doorknob and some people were speculating that maybe it's telekinesis augments its physical powers. Okay. Because it doesn't look super strong, but... It just kind of built it up a little bit. Yeah. And I, I have regenerative healing and durability. Yeah. So you do have that also. So even if I was able to so, cause yeah. any damage... Like if you can scratch me. So this is this is the only, in terms of uh, hand-to-hand combat, that I can think of. In Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, book, movie five, uh, in the beginning of the movie, Harry and Dudley are attacked by some dementors that were sent after them. We later learn in the movie by Dolores Umbridge, everyone's favorite defense against the dark arts teacher and ministry of magic aficionado. Um, and in, and in the movie, the dementor picks Harry up by the throat and like throws him against a wall. And he, he's just holding him for that point. And then eventually Harry takes out his wand and expect a Patronum. And while that's going on, there's another Dementor trying to suck the soul out of Dudley, but it doesn't end up happening because of the spell. So, I mean, the Dementor in that scene of the movie does show that it has some physical strength and some pretty strong physical strength, too. So I think it'd probably be able, if it wanted to, it could physically grab the Demogorgon. Now, but I don't know if you like breathe oxygen. I don't know what you if what 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 you have or anything like that. Even if I was like to squeeze your neck, then you would just regenerate. And like, I'm, all I'm over also again? Very, the Demogorgon is also very strong too, right? And if that's the only like baseline power level we have, like you can pick up a what like a 16 year old kid and hold him against a wall. Uh, yeah, he was 15. 15. Yeah. So 
I mean, that's that's pretty strong. Right. But it's nothing like right picking up this giant. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm trying to think what I, what like the strongest feat a demogorgon did. I mean, I, it like broke down. It like broke through walls, right? It, yeah. Yeah. It broke through walls. Um, didn't did it? Th- I feel like it, it threw bruised. Brenner. I think and cracked, and the walls cracked where from the impact. Okay. That was near the very end. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I know. I, I, I haven't mean, actually. I, I think it does. It's fair to say it takes considerably considerably more strength to throw a adult human like down a hallway than to pick them up and hold them against a wall yeah i i would agree with that but we don't really know anything about like an upper limit for a dementor strength just from based on that one scene no no i and i, and it, I completely it also shows that. that scene shows you do have some like physicalness to your body that i could potentially like interact with right which, but how which, much which like, is that's where they get so confusing with the movies because they're really not supposed to have that at all like they really shouldn't have picked up harry and thrown him Mm-hmm. against the wall because like you said that's showing the physicalness to them where you can touch them and you can interact with them which that's not the point of dementors um whatsoever um so so i mean you might have a hard time taking me to the upside down because the dementors that i'm using from the movies can fly True. and they're getting mm-hmm. full aerial demogorgon uh, can't fly demogorgon cannot fly unless somehow you're able to team up with the uh, the mind slayer possibly the mind slayer is up nice and high uh, you know <laughs> i might fly into him not even know that he that he's there well the demogorgons do kind of team up with the mind flyers in season 3 because he has all like yeah, the that's small true. ones yeah that's true um if if you did manage to get me to the upside down or season 2 whatever i'm sorry if i mixed it up that's the wrong season i think mind slayer season 2 yeah cuz the season 3 was just the russians were the bad guys in in the, yeah. in the mall remember yeah yeah, yeah. The uh, so so say you were able to take me down into the upside down. So one thing that I think is interesting though that may play to the Dementor's strength, but also not hurt him whatsoever, is the Dementor kind of feeds on like negative energy and like in the movies at least cold. And the upside down is shown to be very cold. So what what's the evidence that he feeds on that? I thought he just like kind of produces it. The cold. Yeah, I, that's what that's what I meant to say. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, he 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 produces it. Yeah, he doesn't feed on cold. Okay. So um, he'd be happy there. So he'd be, he so he would be quote unquote maybe. happy as a dementor. Whatever mm-hmm. whatever happiness to a dementor is, it would it would he would be happy. Although in like, the upside down. Do so so the backstory was really interesting because it's like they were like basically like created out of like these evil this magic. Evil. Yeah. And they exist to to do what? Like, did they? Did it say? Just just to cause uh, to cause like misery yeah to cause misery to just put people down so like if they can't do that i don't know it's really interesting because i I do know that jk rowling did say something when she said they can't be killed she did say you can basically like reduce the conditions that causes them to be created so that there's not like more of them okay but I, i guess i'm not totally clear on like those conditions like is a place of like total misery would they be good there or would they be bad because they don't have any happiness to like to draw take, from to take away? So I feel like they do need happiness because the happiness that they take then causes misery. But if there's already misery, then uh, uncle- yes, then I, they're then they're fine. Then they're is, happy. Is with that, that like their end their their desired state or is that the one they're like, oh, I have nothing to do. My life is pointless now. Right. Yeah, so I, I think with the Dementor going into the Upside Down, I think that would just be their bread and butter. Like, they'd be like, So they're either, yes. it's either like Dementor vacation, or it's like a Dementor, like, has no purpose in life and just, like, <laughs> just retires. dies of sadness. Oh. Because, like, even with Azkaban, Azkaban is a place that has no happiness whatsoever. Like, they don't go around killing all of the prisoners. 
in Azkaban. You know, they don't suck the soul out of every prisoner. Their goal is just to make them miserable. True. So yes. they, they like those different types of conditions. So I don't think they need to be surrounded by an area where they can, you know, suck the souls out of people. They just need to be in an environment that they feel is a miserable environment and, and they would completely feed off of that. So I think a Dementor going into the Upside Down would be perfect for them. I think they'd be like, yeah, like you said, they'd be on vacation. They'd be like, hey, this is nice. I like this. And especially the Demogorgon had already kidnapped like Barb or or Will or anything. And then they come across them. Then they may even try to suck their souls out. They might try to do the Dementor's Kiss with them. The Demogorgon would be really upset with that. Because that's his, that's his like. That's his, that's his, uh, making his eggs. catch of the making day. Eggs. Making eggs in there or something. <laughs> With Will and Barb? Yeah, didn't that's what it, wasn't that what he was doing? The Demogorgon was making eggs? Yeah, I thought he was, like, using Will to, like, host new baby oh, Demogorgons. Oh. Isn't that what he spit up at the very end? Of? So, so the, all right, all right. When you said make eggs, I just had, like, this... Oh, like they were cooking, I like, literally had this envision of, like, a Demogorgon wearing, like, an apron, <laughs> like, in, like, the upside-down version of the kitchen, just cooking scrambled <laughs> eggs, and Will was like, oh, do you need some salt? Like, oh, let me help you out. I'll, I'll get you some of that, too. That's kind of what I envisioned. Oh. So if 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 you get me into the Upside Down, I, I personally think that, hey, Dementor, things might work out for him. But then that brings a problem, though, for me is because I still need to do something with you. And it's it's, it's really tough to, to, to see what a Dementor would do to a non-human and also someone who we're, we're going to say doesn't have a soul. This 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 demogorgon doesn't have a soul. So if 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 he did though, you're you would you would say he could potentially dem uh, what they what dementors kiss him. So so this is another interesting thing, which I'm curious about uh, too. Is that yes, I would say that he would try to do the dementors kiss, but also the dementors feed on that positivity. So even if he has a soul, is there any positivity in that demogorgon soul? Yeah, I, would, that, I would say no. That's what I was going to offer, as well as like. I think part of the reason they're able to like uh, do that is like they just freeze a person with complete fear and they mm -hmm. can't do anything. But I don't think the Demogorgon is like capable of that feeling. Right. So he's going to be fighting back when you're trying to do that. So like, right. He's not, you're yeah. going to get chomping. He's going to be chomping down on you. Exactly. Cause when a Dementor goes after somebody who has a positive aura, a, a good soul, um, they, they, they are s completely susceptible to it. They're just laying down and they're just like, okay, it's, it's happening. There's nothing they can do about it unless you do the expect Patronum, uh, charm. But where it comes to the Demogorgon, yeah, he's going to, he's going to fight the whole time. Like he's not going to go against it. He's not just going to let it happen. He's going to completely go against it. And right. Like, is, is there a good, is there any good soul inside that Demogorgon? If there is a soul, I don't, I, I would say no. I think the Demogorgon is just pure evil. And that is not something that a Dementor... At least the season one Demogorgon. Because can you potentially... And there is some, there is some, a little bit of canon ev evidence of this. Raise a Demogorgon to be good. Oh, that's true. Remember Dustin had the, yeah, the, the baby dog that he was trying that, to raise? That right. ended up like... Bad. Kill, yeah, I mean... Yeah. But what, well, not that, totally bad. So yeah, so that seemed, that was kind of like a nature versus nurture kind of scenario. Yeah. So, so it does seem like their nature is evil. Yes. Or at least like chaos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no there's no structure mm -hmm. or, or or order whatsoever. But Dustin does, like you said, he does 
train i forget what he does he, he have a name candy does he have a name for it yeah he totally named it i can't yeah, remember I can't what remember it was what it is either um yeah he was giving it candy like chocolate oh i was gonna say bolt was it something oh. that that sounds it's something that sound, like that that sounds right I'll, I'll look it up real quick okay so, all right what is it you not, figured out yeah not bolt it was dart dart I think okay, it was like yes. a short name. I was kind of close. Yeah, yeah. Four, four letter, four letter ends in an LT. Yeah, yeah. Well, or no T. Yeah, yeah it just ends in a T. <laughs> it's got a couple of it's got a vowel in there. So anyway, he was he. If he didn't make it good, he at least like classically conditioned it to not kill him and accept his candy, right? Because yeah, they no, meet yeah, up absolutely. with it again and it leaves them alone. Yes, yeah, and it seems to remember him. Right. So they are capable of some like higher level thought. They're not just killing machines. Yes, but not too much. Yeah, I would say nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. If 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 there was a guy who was able to raise a farm <laughs> yeah, of like from a baby. dogs from a baby, that like they have a guy who just keeps spitting them up like every hour. And he's like, "Yo, thanks, man. And, you know, I'm gonna take it outside. Whatever. We're gonna raise it. Give it some chocolate." The Russians might have that. Season four, guys. Yeah, season four. We're, you know, we like to predict things on this show. We'll predict it, predict have, it right now. They have a Demogorgon somehow. They have a Demogorgon somehow. Some kind of a farm system of creating them. Maybe but they, you think they might have more than one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they're just breeding them for just pure evil. Just pure evil completely. That's really risky because you can't... How they control them? We'll find out in season four, hopefully. That's right. Stay tuned. But anyway, at least the season one's Demogorgon did not have that uh training or you know yeah this demogorgon that we're going after definitely does not have that whatsoever yeah. if it was dart possibly yeah possibly and maybe if dustin got a, a chance in a more controlled research environment to raise dart where it didn't eat his cat and stuff like that maybe oh, i forgot about that maybe dart oh. turns out a little better even then yeah man like it may like it seems like the russians were probably training their demogorgon to be on their side. So maybe we'll see how successful they were. I think whenever a group comes across some type of a creature like that, they want to militarize it, weaponize it in some way. It does seem like that, doesn't it? Jurassic World with the raptors. Oh, you're you right. know, that's that that's what people want to do. They want they they are like, we have this, we can use it for our make own. Make it good. a weapon. Make it make it a weapon in, in any means that we possibly can. So my but I do have a last resort. This is just for comedic purposes, of course, but since it seems like we've established that Dementor really doesn't have a body of any type except for arms and a head in the Harry Potter movies. Well, you least. haven't totally established that because you gave one example that counters it, but for the <laughs> yeah, most part, for the most go part. ahead. Um, I could just like go over top of you with my uh, with my cloak and kind of maybe scare you a little bit. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? It's completely dark. I can't see anything. I have no idea what's around me. Maybe spin you around a little bit, well, fly we, around we you. We do think the Demogorgons are potentially blind with no eyes. We do. We are you saying we, we think that? Well, we we didn't. It's not clear they have eyes, right? It's not, but they definitely have a sense of getting around. Yeah, they, they do. definitely have some kind of spatial awareness because <laughs> yeah. they like go. To, they know where the doors are. They know where they are. I don't know if they can smell them or something along those lines. That kind of goes with the Dementors too. I really don't know how Dementors know. Well, I mean, I guess they kind of understand because of where the happiness is. They know that the, that's where the people are. But, like, the direct location is something I'm not sure how they exactly locate that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, fortunately, um, you know, uh, our listeners will decide on who they think uh, would come out. Yeah, I'm with curious this. to see. Well, do they think, they think that uh, the, uh, a Demogorgon taking a Dementor into the Upside Down, would that be 
uh, a win for the Demogorgon? Like he he captured him, he took him to his lair, quote unquote. Um, or would that be uh, like you said, kind of like a vacation for the Dementor? Like, hey, this is just as good as where I was before. I, I like this uh, dark place. Or uh, is the Dementor capable of imposing some kind of harm or, um, you know, like knocking him out of some type? But then you said he can regenerate. So it's it's really tough with 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 these two characters. They're like you said at the beginning, they're both very similar in in their backgrounds and what they're what they do. Like they're they're just both just negative creatures. Yes, you know, they don't they, they don't bring any good. They have some intelligence. They're not totally just like you know, living off of instinct. Right. But their intelligence isn't used for much other than just causing suffering. Right. Know. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so, so could, could, I like it. Uh, Chris, uh, do you have some fun facts that you would like to add or should I just get into mine? I don't think I do. It. Do do your fun facts. Okay, sure. I alluded to a couple times that the Dementors from the books, uh, and the movies are very, very, uh, different. In the books, they are described as being tall, hooded, humanoid figures, where in the films, they appear more as skeletal creatures wearing black robes. So in the films or in the, in the books, they're really supposed to look like people, um, but they're more skeletons in, in the movies. And then for some reason, starting with Order of the Phoenix through the end of the film series, they don't wear hoods anymore in prisoner of azkaban the movie that i'm talking the movies prisoner of azkaban they wear hoods and the only thing you see at one point is the mouth of a dementor trying to to suck the soul you don't see their eyes you don't see their face you don't see anything like that and that's kind of how it was in the books too they just have their hoods up and you can't see anything but for some reason order the phoenix forward they don't have their hoods up and they're just like black skeletal faces they don't have any um gaps where like eye sockets would have been really there's no, like no nose it's just like a gaping hole right in the mouth for where they can suck people's souls cool <laughs> cool 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 yeah. uh and like i said in, in the third movie they um they they don't really like their their cloaks are just normal cloaks but in the other movies after that their cloaks you can basically just like see through cuz they're just kind of floating in midair they're more like ghost-like. Yeah, they're more like ghost-like, exactly. And you can see their hands. You can see their. You can see their heads. It's, it, it's really... that's how I was picturing them from in my memory. Like I think when they were floating around the uh, Quidditch match. Yes, because that was in a later book when they would have been the ghost, or was that in Prisoner of Azkaban? Uh, that was in Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because that's when they were at the Quidditch match. Okay. In Prisoner of Azkaban, yep. Um, so this was something interesting. So we kind of talked about a little bit how Dementors can affect their environment quote unquote, a little bit. Um, so in the films, they have a much more drastic effect on the environment uh, than they do in the book. So in the films, the immediate surroundings of a Dementor immediately get covered by a layer of ice on anything that's around them, whether it's a window, a plant, a road, uh, street lights. They just instantly get cold and like fog up and and uh, have like a layer of ice over them. Um, and then once they leave the, the, any sense of any cold is gone. It's just, it's just completely gone. Uh, in the book, they say that the Dementors are followed by a cold mist. 
So it just seems like when there's an area where there's some dementors, there's just like a cold mist in the area, but it's not like that. It just shock freezes everything in the mm-hmm. vicinity, which is a little, it's kind of like picking at hairs there, but a little I, I different though. Yeah. Subtle. I understand why they did that for the movie just to kind of show it's that. It's a better visual. It, yeah. Exactly. Show things freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a species of wasp called the Ampulix Dementor, and it is named after the Dementor. And the reason it is called that is because the wasp has a toxin that neutralizes the behavior of cockroaches. It makes them completely docile, as if their souls had been sucked out. Interesting. But it doesn't kiss them. does not kiss them. Just sting, It just doesn't say them. how it gives them the toxin. Was I, it sting? I'm, yeah, because it's a wasp. Okay. So makes sense. stings them and then just makes them super docile, as if their soul had been sucked out. So that is uh, the Ampulix Dementor. Um, and last, most people probably know this, and we, we kind of touched on it in the beginning. Dementors were basically supposed to be the personification of uh, depression. And J.K. Rowling said that the inspiration for Dementors actually came when she was having severe depression before Harry Potter's success. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe she was a single mother. Uh, she was divorced. Uh, she was living, uh, if paycheck to paycheck, she might have even been on welfare, the, the, the British welfare system. And she was just super down and just very, very depressed. And she just had that absence of being able to envision that you'll ever be cheerful again. The absence of hope, um, that that feeling of just deadness. Um, and she said that that was very different than feeling sad. You know, feeling sad about something, you usually kind of get over. But that feeling of dark, deep, dark depression just kind of holds over you. And she said that the, uh, that inspired her to write these uh these evil characters, the Dementors. So just some interesting things uh, there with the Dementors. I think I actually like the book versions more. I think the movie versions are more theatrical the way that they appear. Fair, fair point. But, I mean, it makes sense. That's, yeah, that's kind of what you is, have to it do. A movie. It may not uh, translate well. Can I give you two quick fun facts I did find? Go so th- for This it. is a quote from the Duffer brothers, brothers describing the Demogorgon. So they wanted an interdimensional being that has more in common with the shark from Jaws than Pennywise from It. Uh, I think they mean like predator-wise. So they say when the monster enters our dimension, it's like a shark breaching the water. Very much like a shark, it drags its prey back into its home Ooh, where it okay. feeds. Mm, I like it. So a shark is very much like just a pure predator mm-hmm. animal. I think driven a lot by instinct. So I, I do think they gave like subtle hints of like demogorgons having some level of intelligence, but not much. And then um, as far as filming, uh, many of the scenes were were practical with a demogorgon costume. So an, an actor in a in a suit with a uh, animatronic head. I wonder how that guy felt on set. Uh, I don't know. His name's Mark Steger. If you want to ask him. All right, I'll reach out. To and him. then obviously there were some scenes that a human in a seat suit just couldn't do, so they're CGI. I, f- I feel like that's the kind of costume where if he walked on set, I feel like if I was doing that, I would think that people would be looking at me thinking I looked funny. Because there's no way he looked exactly, obviously, like it did in post-production. True. You and know like, what I mean? Like, I'm sure he didn't wear the animatronic head when he was walking around, so it probably just looked really weird. <laughs> right. The other thing is we, we guessed, like, ballparked, like, eight feet. According to the wiki, it, the Dem- uh, Demogorgon's, like, nine to ten feet. Okay. We were close, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Sure. So even taller. checkers out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this, but the Dementor is also 10 feet tall. So they're both oh. right at the same 
same height. Give the six in, six inch. Uh, Does that include your floating? That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Maybe give six <laughs> inches to floating. So I'll say ten and a half feet, nine and a half feet, give or give or take in terms of height. So uh, so, so yes, yeah, they seem on the surface maybe evenly matched, but in actual like practice, they might not be able to do too much to each other. I don't, I don't, I think it'll be, it'll be very tough. And I'm really curious to see what the listeners are going to think yeah. with this one. Absolutely. Yeah. This was like, especially an episode I'd love to hear comments on. Like if you're like, if you think of something we don't, like if you're like a Dementor expert and right. you're like, oh, they could just do this. Right. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. I or mean, if you understand like basically like what makes a Dementor like motivation to live or motivation to not be living or dead, like what drives them? Would they be happy in the upside down, or would they? Or would be they just? Would, would they be? Uh, yeah, not not like empty with not no purpose. fulfilled, right? Yeah. Exactly, because they're like, I can't, I can't suck the souls out of anybody because I'm stuck in this upside down. So yeah, it's the possibilities are endless. Absolutely, I like that. Um, Chris, is there anything you want to add before we head out of here today? Uh, no, thank you. No, I'm good. Awesome, cool. Uh, so remember, there is going to be a poll in the show notes that you can click. And it'll take you to our website where you can vote for who you think would win between the Demogorgon from Stranger Things and the Dementor from the Harry Potter film series. Uh, please remember that this whole entire month of August, we are doing Listener Appreciation Month to thank all of you for listening and supporting us for the past four years and for hopefully many more years to come. Uh, so please feel free to send us any suggestions that you'd have. Like we said earlier, think outside the box, you know. We, we, we love doing 1v1, but throw something else in there yeah. that kind of makes it a little different. Yeah, make it weird. Yeah, make it weird. You know, you, you've seen the episodes <laughs> that we've done, you know? That's, that, that's the kind of stuff that we like doing. Steve, I'm really sorry. I did think of something to add. Oh, go right when ahead. When you asked me if... And I always... I never have anything. I just say no by, sure, go by ahead. like... I want to say uh, happy anniversary to you. Oh, thank you. Is it actually going to be the day this episode comes out, or am I off by one day? No, it will. It'll be this day. Right, awesome. That's right. Thank you so much. Yeah, two years. Yeah, it's crazy how time flies. If you want to listen to the episode that we did about that, we did, uh, what was it? It was who would win best man? Who would be the best, best man? What did you do? Was? That when you got married or for your for, one... for a wedding? Okay. You were, you were on that one. I, that was two years ago. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. It was who would be the best, best man. And it was Sherlock. It was Sherlock. Uh, I versus, do kind of uh, remember that. It was Sherlock versus Ethan Hunt. Okay. Impossible. So check that out if you, if you want to listen to that. I thank you. I, I appreciate that very much, Chris. Um, so, uh, like we said, so listener appreciation month, uh, please reach out to us if you have any cool ideas and, uh, we only have X amount of, uh, weeks to do them, but you know, really think outside the box and give us one that, that impresses us and, and we'll be happy enough to do it. So please, as always, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, www.whowouldwincast.com. And please continue to participate in our show for the Who Win Cast. This has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holder.